On today's show, we'll look at what you should do and in some cases shouldn't do when it comes to withdrawing money from your retirement accounts. Doing it the wrong way could cost you tens of thousands of dollars over time. Discover retirement concepts you need to know. When you're hitting that magic age of 65, you need to really start to do your research. Learn how to navigate through economic uncertainty. And anybody can retire. It's whether you can stay retired. That is the real point. A successful retirement doesn't happen by accident. You deserve a secure, independent retirement. Welcome in to your retirement with Sam This is Your Retirement, and I'm Chuck Caton, consumer advocate for Dual Financial Strategies, and uh, they are the people that can give you that retirement lifestyle review, and we have a full studio this morning uh, with Sam Dool, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel, and uh, remember, this is Your Retirement in the Fox Valley, and uh, you can always get a hold of Sam, Andy, and Luke at 866-203-7486. More details about that in uh, just a few minutes, but uh, as we mentioned, we want to wish everyone everybody a good morning and uh, uh, the value of working with a financial advisor uh, varies person and advisor legally prohibited from promising returns uh, but research suggests that people who work with a financial advisor feel more at ease about their finances and could end up with more money to spend in retirement. And, of course, the fine folks at Dual Financial Strategies are there to help you with their fiduciary standards. And, Sam, uh, we're going to start with you uh, because uh, uh, not uh, starting with your investment income could be uh, problematic, and this is why you need an advisor. I, I think this is not a do-it-yourself proposition in most cases, is it? No, you know, it's not. And and there is no hard and fast rule about where to start from. <clears throat> the, the general consensus for most people uh, is to go ahead and let those 401ks and those IRAs build because you're growing tax-deferred uh, stat, uh, status there, so you're you're not being taxed on those gains. Um, whereby, if you have mutual funds, if you have a brokerage account, exchange traded funds, stocks, bonds, if those are in a non IRA, non retirement account, they're all taxable. So you pay capital gains on withdrawals, and in some cases, if they're paying dividends and things like that, you'll pay gain, you'll pay uh, taxes on it, regardless of whether it's taken out. Um, so some of the investments like that will require you to pay taxes on distributions each year. Uh, many mutual funds are like that. But you want to make sure that whoever you're working with, that that advisor can also provide you with a tax strategy. Now, most advisors, because they're not CPAs, they're not enrolled agents, they don't give tax advice. But if they can't give you at least a basic tax strategy, you might want to continue your search because you're not getting the full circle here because even though it's popular chuck to for to say well let those iras compound and let them grow but if you have a forward-thinking advisor that's also very sharp on the tax side or happens to be a certified tax specialist then you can look at the value of that to say well wait a minute we're letting this account compound into an unknown tax environment. You know, sometimes it's better to knowing you're going to have to pay the taxes on it regardless, pay the taxes in a known environment rather than an unknown environment. So everybody's different. That's why we call it purpose determines placement. That's why it's called a retirement lifestyle review. But don't just go off of the general consensus that, oh, you should always do this first or, oh, you should always do that second. Because in most cases, if it's something you should always do, it's never been founded to be 
exactly what would be best for you. Yeah, it's very interesting because where you withdraw from is very strategic, especially when it comes to uh, age 72, uh, required minimum distributions. Uh, you don't want to get yourself into a tax bomb uh, situation, I'm sure. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that that's uh, also um, one of those things uh, that people need for advice when it comes to Social Security and when to take it, because a lot of our listeners are in that uh, retirement red zone, uh, maybe in their late 50s, early 60s, uh, that they want to look at the uh, light at the end of the tunnel in their working career and when Luke to claim Social Security benefits is vital and uh, maybe some of the mistakes that are made uh, could entail trying to take it a bit too early maybe as early as you can at the age of 62 uh, where do you stand on that well this is a really important topic for retirees because the vast majority of your income in retirement is going to come from Social Security so it becomes really important how you take it when you take it and there's a little bit of a myth around this that if you want to maximize your social security benefits you're going to be drawing that at your full retirement age well your full retirement age that's not 62 that's not 66 that's not 67 years old the maximum social security benefit is actually at age 70 that's when you're entitled to the full maximum amount that you would be um, anytime after that there would be no other increases so each year after your full retirement so for the vast majority of you if you're not retired yet your full retirement age is going to be in that 66 to 67 year old category but every year that you wait after that time period your social security benefits are growing by eight percent every year so if the goal is just to get the maximum dollar amount in your pocket then waiting can be a strategy of course it depends on a lot of other factors, um, you know, when you want to retire and so forth. But keep in mind, the vast majority of people are just taking their benefit at age 62. It's something at like just over 50% start their benefit at 62 when they first become eligible. But if you're looking to have more dollars flowing in every month, you may want to consider waiting a little bit longer. Absolutely, Luke. And here, when we talk about this, uh, there are very many uh, mitigating circumstances here. Uh, we certainly wish the best of health for our listeners, but there could be situations where uh, if you don't feel that the longevity is there, if you've got a health issue, maybe uh, some people do decide to take it as early as 62 right correct that yeah i mean there's a lot of other factors that could be involved in in taking it sooner maybe maybe you don't have the assets to support yourself and you just want to get out of the mill or get out where wherever you've been so well, that's interesting. And again, uh, these kinds of uh, issues, these kinds of uh, pieces of advice can be uh, readily available to you when you work with the fine folks at Dual Financial Strategies. And remember that phone number to reach them for a no-cost, no-obligation assessment of your uh, situation, when to withdraw, what to withdraw, uh, because that in itself is uh, something psychological, I think, uh, Andy, from a standpoint of, uh, you know, you've accumulated uh, wealth. Uh, all your life as, as, a, as one of our listeners. And then a decumulation is uh, one of those things that's kind of scary to some people. But uh, again, uh, it, it really is. But again, 866-203-7486 is the number to get that number. And Andy, let's talk about withdrawing from your 401k and IRA before your RMDs kick in at the age of 72, because uh, uh, maybe that's not such a good idea either in some cases. What do you think? Well, again, it depends on the situation and what we're trying to accomplish. Um, there could be some tax planning that needs to go into this to evaluate whether it makes sense. If there's an income gap, if you're wanting to retire and Social Security isn't going to be turned on, we're going to keep letting that grow. Um, you know, 
the reality of the situation is at 59 and a half, most people can do what's called an in-service, non-hardship in-service distribution. That gives you more freedom, more control over your dollars and cents. If it remains in your 401k, then you are limited to the um, plan that your company has, and that has very limited options, generally mutual funds. Um, and so if you go outside of that plan, then the sky is the limit, and you can do whatever you need to do to make your family set in, in however that needs to happen. So that gives you more flexibility um, choosing options. It gives you the ability to wait, continue to grow. Your 401k actually doesn't get closed at work if you're going to continue to work. It gets, um, you just pull whatever you can out and you move that over to your own individual account. And then you can start drawing if you need to. So I think it just comes down to whether it makes sense and what we're trying to accomplish. If you feel a little bit insecure about how that plan is put together and what options you have there, then it might be a great idea to take a look at doing a non-hardship distribution if your plan will allow it. Okay. Uh, and again, we uh, always talk about the fact that uh, when you have an IRA as opposed to a 401k, you've got more uh, decisions, you've got more options uh, in terms of uh, your investment, and that's always a good thing. All right. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And now let's uh, talk, Luke, a little bit about tapping into your Roth before exhausting other options. That uh, uh, probably is something that uh, you should not do unless it's a, an emergency situation because that Roth is tax-free money and you'd like to have that uh, later in life, I would imagine, to, to mitigate taxes. Right, because we have to remember, Chuck, that today, as, as tax rates sit right now, we are in historically a low tax environment. Um, there's potential for that to go higher, depending on what your attitude might be towards taxes would determine where and when you want to pull from the Roth. But generally speaking, the longer that you can wait to pull from those Roth funds is going to keep more money in your pocket. And the other thing you want to consider is um, that the money inside of the Roth is growing tax-free, right? So you benefit from that tax-free growth going forward. And we talk a lot about taxes when it comes to required distribution time at age 72, when you have money inside of a Roth IRA, you're not forced to take any of the money out of there either. So another good reason to keep that money in there for down the road. Um, hopefully you're going to pull it out in a, in a situation where, um, well, either way, you're not going to pay any taxes. But if tax rates go up, you're certainly going to have more money in your pocket at the end of the day. Okay, we're talking here uh, with uh, uh, Sam and Andy and Luke about when to withdraw, what to withdraw, how to withdraw when it comes to retirement uh, for the best possible uh, outcomes. And so, uh, Sam, you can wrap it up for us on this segment, the best way to plan for your withdrawals. Well, determining the optimal way and determining the optimal sequence is the real key to all of this, Chuck. Um, this is not a willy-nilly approach. This is not uh, a purchase a product approach. This is optimal sequencing of the way that the money comes out of there because every one of you is different. That's why you have to come in for the Retirement Lifestyle Review. You have to take this personalized approach and receive this personalized attention that we give to this topic because you don't want something generic. You don't want the same thing your brother-in-law has. You don't want the same thing that the client that was in the chair before you got. It has to be optimal to you. And there's a lot of things that come into play with that. 
current and future tax consequences, current and future income needs, the value of your accounts, the needs that you have for your lifestyle. All of these different things have to be looked at. They have to be sequenced and it has to be efficient. It all has to fit together. We talk about that a lot in the book, Chuck, Purpose Determines Placement, that I know you'll uh, cue everybody into that they can pick up a copy of that at the meeting when they come in. But this is, has to be about you and not about some textbook that they learned out of one time. Absolutely. And again, as Sam mentions, this is no cost, no obligation. You sit there and you're saying to yourself, what do I do in retirement? Maybe you have an advisor right now that you may not be uh, enthralled with. You might want that second opinion. Well, they can give it to you at Dual Financial Strategies with their over score of years of experience and get, as Sam says, that retirement lifestyle review. It is very, very important. And when you come in, Sam has penned that book, as he mentioned, Purpose Determines Placement, and you'll get a copy of that as well. Remember, no cost, no obligation anywhere in the Fox Valley. And the way to make that appointment is to give them a call at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. No cost, no obligation. And you can meet with either Sam or Andy or Luke. And because it's your retirement, you should be able to retire your way with a lot of confidence. So once again, give them a call and make that no cost, no obligation appointment at 866-203-7486. Well, we've got to take a break. What's coming up in the next segment, Sam? Does your retirement plan need an overhaul? When we come back, we'll highlight some signs that you might need to take another look at your plan and perhaps make some changes. This is your retirement. I'm Chuck Caton, consumer advocate, along with the fine folks at Dual Financial Strategies. You listen to us every week. Sam Dual, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel, at your service anywhere in the Fox Valley, whether it's Appleton, Green Bay, anywhere uh, in Northeast Wisconsin within the sound of our voice. And uh, remember, you can reach them at 866-203-7486. Well, that was a great question that Sam asked before the break. Does uh, your retirement plan need an overhaul? Do you want to get a second look at it here uh well you can maybe overhaul the retirement like you could a 57 chevy that seems to be the popular year i was five years old i don't even remember seeing that car very much on the road i was a ford guy myself being from detroit my grandfather worked for the ford uh, motor company but uh that 57 Chevy was at a sleek-looking car as well. So if you want to enjoy your senior years to the fullest, uh, taking the time to uh, plan for retirement is a very smart bet. But uh, these uh, things apply to you. If they do, it might be time to give your plan another look. And we're going to talk about some of these uh, situations right now to take a look at your plan, make sure you're on the right track. And Sam, uh, maybe you're assuming that you'll only need 15 years of income or less. That's kind of a death wish. I want... 50 years you know, by yeah, the time sure. I retire. I don't want to go that quickly. So that seems to be uh, somewhat of a kind of a negative thought that maybe I hope some of our listeners don't have. Yeah, we do run into that. It's really surprising to me that's like you spent your entire life working. I mean, obviously, let's say you're going to retire in your early 60s. Uh, many of us, I know I, I started working uh, at a grocery store when I was 13 years old. Mm. Uh, so you've probably spent 50 some years 40 to 50 some years in the workforce by then why would you want to shortchange yourself by thinking you're not going to live but that can be a no pun intended fatal mistake because you can't run out of money before you run out of time 
because that is not going to be uh, very convenient for you. And people are living longer and longer. I mean, even if you're in your mid to late 60s, friends, you have got to count on at least 20 years. I've been doing this for 21 years now, and I've got clients going back always, you know, to the inception of when I started doing this business. They're still fine. They're still alive and kicking. They're still drawing, they're still drawing funds. I had a review meeting the other day with a client lady. They were a couple early in my career. Uh, he has since passed away, but he lived to be well into his 80s, and he had retired at an age when he started taking a pension. Chucky drew on that pension for over 30 years. Wow. Yeah, so you can't think, and and she's still drawing on it because it was, you know, it passed on to her. So you can't think that you're just going to, I'm going to live for 15 years and then I'm done. Make sure that your plan is optimal. Make sure that it is sequenced so that you have all of the income that you need. You can't come up with the shortfall. And by all means, don't let yourself be sold short by saying, well, I'm only going to live for 15 or 16 years because there's just no longevity in my family. We have no idea how long we're going to live, but being out of money before you are out of time is decidedly inconvenient. Yeah, absolutely. I know from my personal experience, Sam, uh, I had a pension with the National Hockey League that kicked in about three years ago. I started collecting on it, and, eh, you know, it's a menial amount, but it'll pay for gas at least, or at least part of the gas with the prices going up every yeah, month. for sure. But, uh, hey, this is one of the things that we have to look at. We have to be positive about our longevity, right? You have to be positive and you have to be realistic. Mm -hmm. You're, we're living healthier lifestyles. Uh, medical science has gotten to the point that, hey, even if you don't live a healthy lifestyle, they can still keep you alive for a long, long time. So don't shortchange that. Do not shorten that number because you are likely going to live 20, 25 years easily in retirement and you want those to be the really good years it's what you worked for it's what you dreamed about it's what you deserved go get it all right now luke if uh, we want to live all these extra years one of the things we have to do is not have a preconceived notion that uh, social and i don't think a lot of people have this we're educating people every day about this aren't we about thinking you're yeah. going to be just fine on social security which isn't the case because uh, i know even with the cost of living adjustment that's going to be coming next year of close to six percent uh it's still not going to uh, help you pay the bills if that's all you've got right yes that cost of living adjustment will be near six percent this next year. But the reality is that the benefits from Social Security, when you made the contribution in, it's not a dollar for dollar return. You know, if you made, you know, $50,000, it's not like Social Security is going to provide you $50,000 in income. On average, it runs in the 40% neighborhood, meaning 40% of what you made while you were working is what you're going to receive in Social Security. And that's for average earners. As your earnings start to go above that, you're replacing less and less of that income. So there, the other thing that you need to consider are possible cuts maybe to Social Security or reductions or changes that could come with Social Security because we all know, we all hear that, you know, Social Security is going broke um, and they're making changes to um, collect more income from people and things like that. But why not have a contingency plan? So I think another way that you can sort of tweak your retirement plan and you kind of just touched on it chuck was mm -hmm. by ramping up some of the savings that you're doing you know i i haven't met with too many people over the last 10 years that have said luke you know i really regret saving as much as i did in my retirement accounts i wish i wouldn't have put that extra 200 dollars a month in it just doesn't happen right because at the end of the day even if you don't use that money for retirement proper benefit 
beneficiary designations that gets passed on to loved ones goes to the charity goes to the church whatever you wherever you want that to go that money's your legacy is living on and someone's using those funds absolutely well we're talking in this segment about uh, overhauling taking another look at your retirement uh, and this is what people uh, at dual financial strategies do for a living and they can do it for you um sam said uh, 21 years of experience and obviously take advantage of this with a no cost no obligation assessment of your retirement situation by calling 866-203-7486 that's 866-203-7486 and again we stress it's no cost no obligation maybe you want to review uh, a second look uh, at your retirement plan because andy it is so important uh, because another uh, well this is something people should know is that health care costs will not drop uh, under medicare you've got uh, you've got a figure that uh, health care costs rising all the time and medicare only provides uh, so much of uh, that coverage uh, doesn't it correct yes so some of the things that you have to be conscious of when you're going into retirement and especially I think everybody's like oh I'll get off the work plan and and get on to Medicare and in some cases your retirement date sort of goes along with those two things so many people assume that once you enroll in Medicare your health care costs will become far more manageable Mm -hmm. often that's not what happens so seniors on Medicare are liable for a number of things premiums, deductibles, co-pays. Um, there are essential services that Medicare actually doesn't pay for. Um, you would have to add riders to get dental care or eye exams. There is a lot of, mm, it's a bit of a puzzle in the Medicare world to make sure that you have what you actually need. And that comes from asking a lot of questions. So if you're planning on spending less money on health care during retirement, you might want to rerun the numbers. Fidelity estimated that an average 65-year-old man retiring this year will spend 143,000 on medical care, while the average 65-year-old woman will spend $157,000 in medical care. So you can set yourself up better to manage these costs by socking money away into a health savings account, assuming that you're eligible for one. That's something that you kind of have to look into also. Um, And eligibility actually hinges on being enrolled in a high deductible insurance plan. So this is something that takes a bit of planning prior to going into retirement. So you can boost your savings into your IRA or your 401k to cover future health costs, but just remember, By doing that, your monies are actually going to be taxable at whatever the income tax rate is at that point in time. If you have the option to use a health savings account, those dollars can be pulled out for medical expenses without paying taxes on it. So it's a bit like a Roth IRA, just strictly for medical stuff. So planning for retirement is a very smart thing to do, but it's also important that your planning be spot on. Are you working with someone who understands the nuances of Medicare? We are doing Medicare now, and it's important that you understand the nuances that you have. Are you planning on traveling abroad? Are you taking medications now? Did you know that there can be differences in the cost of your medications at different pharmacies? So maybe you go to a couple of different pharmacies to get your medications, but it could save you hundreds of dollars every year. So having somebody that understands those nuances and the background behind Medicare can be a really, really smart thing to look into come make an appointment with lake and he would be happy to walk you through those things absolutely one of the newest things we've done is brought in that medicare specialist chuck so that um, the medicare supplement world 
is fully covered by us at this point. We we hadn't done that in the past. Many people had requested that we do, uh, and we we now have uh, Lake on board with us, and he's just doing a phenomenal job of reviewing people's Medicare plans, making sure they've got the right plan, uh, and we're seeing uh, people have some tremendous benefits by having a look at that uh, by someone that uh, is fiduciary focused and isn't uh, isn't running them through just a, a canned sales process. Absolutely. So again, Sam, let's uh, tie it all in for people. What can dual financial strategies do for uh, our uh, retirees and pre-retirees that are planning for all of these things? Well, you know, I guess right there, Chuck, planning is the key word because that's what this is. You've you've gone from this mode when you were saving money and now you're going to go into a mode where it's time to start spending that money. Uh, and it's planning for that event. It's getting the optimal sequence in place. It's making sure that what you're doing is correct. It's making sure that you have all of the right things, but it's also making sure that you're not holding on to or being sold extra things that you don't need. We find that that happens an awful lot. Um, the retirement planning business, uh, unfortunately, uh, has devolved into uh, a pretty significant sales process uh, in a lot of places. And we feel like that personal touch has been lost. That's why we offer that retirement lifestyle review with no pressure, no obligation. It's in the safety and the privacy of our offices. You can talk about anything you want in Appleton or in Green Bay. That's why I went to all of the trouble and the time to write that book, to get it out there for people. We're trying to educate people, Chuck. And as they listen to us on the radio, as they see us on television, this this is just your opportunity to come in and visit with us personally with the same relaxed atmosphere that you see on radio and television applied specifically to you, specifically to your goals, and specifically to your positive outcome. Absolutely. And they are great people to talk to, easy to talk to at Dual Financial Strategies. As Sam said, it's all about your retirement and the way you can make that uh, retirement lifestyle review become reality is to give them a call for this no cost, no obligation assessment of your retirement situation at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. Sam has penned that book, Purpose Determines Placement, and I'm sure he's got uh, multiple copies to give to you. And again, no cost, no obligation. Sit down with the fine folks here at Dual Financial Strategies. It's 866-203-7486. And we've got to take a break. Sam, what's coming up next? When we come back, we're going to talk about spending in retirement. For some, it's a struggle to go from savings mode to spending mode. Some tips on how to loosen those purse strings and still keep your retirement on track. Welcome back to uh, Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton, consumer advocate. Happy to be working with Sam Duell, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel uh, in studio here at Your Retirement. Anywhere in the Fox Valley where you're listening to us. And uh, this is uh, particularly poignant, I think, as we uh, touched on it earlier, Sam. Uh, the fear of overspending might be a problem that is faced by a small but growing number of group of retirees. Maybe uh, you're out there and thinking, oh, I don't want to have to outlive my retirement. I've got to cut back. I've got to do this and that. But if you properly plan, uh, maybe it's possible to live too frugally in your retirement and uh, if you don't have the right plan. So people spend a lot of time and effort saving uh, and then they were forgot really what they were saving for. But why should you do that? If you've got a proper plan uh, that they can help you with a dual financial strategy, uh, they put some ideas together right here in this segment to create that strategy uh, that will allow you to feel more comfortable spending in a responsible way. And I think uh, Bud 
budgeting. First of all, thinking about what you want in retirement, Sam, is oh so important because you can't put a percentage on it. Maybe some people say, oh, you're going to spend 80% of what you're making right now as you're working in retirement, but that varies from time to time. So uh, uh, taking a look at what you need every month in retirement based on your wants and needs is very important, isn't it? It absolutely is. And, you know, Chuck, what you just said there I think is so important. I, I, I hope that every listener just kind of ingrains this into their minds that you've spent so much time saving for retirement that you've forgotten what you were saving for. Right. And then you get afraid of, of, of touching this. You put that money away for a specific purpose. There was a purpose in behind the placement of the money in the savings account that was for your retirement so the first thing you can start to do is look at that lifestyle budget how much do you spend now and i know this is not like when you were young and you had the family and you know you were going off of the envelope system for budgeting and there was more months than there was money in a lot of cases this has now got to a point to where you spend what you make and you're putting money away in the 401ks and most of us don't track our budgets very closely we put a budget worksheet for you on our website that's dualstrategies.com you can go there uh, click on that link that's there and it'll download a sheet for you to at least get you thinking we know that you're not going to have a hard and fast budget but at least start thinking about what will it cost you to be retired now we know how much the taxes are we know how much all of that sort of stuff is going to be your real estate taxes things of that nature but start thinking about what you will be doing in retirement that you're not doing now and think about what you're doing now that you won't be doing in retirement and we'll see how that balances out for you but start putting that together download that budget worksheet bring that with you when you come in for your retirement lifestyle review and we can start looking at that so we can make some estimates for you to say hey you're okay you can go ahead and retire you need to save a little bit more but those numbers are very important and it's something that people don't give a lot of attention to anymore absolutely and you know what it's not being selfish to say i come first my spouse comes first and uh, i do love my kids and grandkids but uh, you know they can wait we'll have a little legacy for them but we've got to enjoy thing and that's part of uh, what you're talking about because i i run into people to say you know we're saving it for the kids and the grandkids and they're not and they're living too frugally Oh, sure. and, and really, uh, Luke, what they should be doing, too, to occupy some of their time if they're in retirement is to maybe work part-time because we've got too many idle hours when you uh, have hung it up with your regular job. So uh, maybe for some people who have that type A personality, I know I'm one of those. I've got to work part-time. I've got to work with you guys. I love working with you guys. So maybe that's also a remedy for some of our listeners. It could be um, because there's... 2,000 hours a year if you're working full-time that you've got to bridge the gap for, Chuck, to your point. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's the obvious. You know, you go to work and you make some additional income, which helps with spending. It alleviates some of the pressure on your portfolio. Um, you know, maybe you feel like you're a little bit behind in your savings. Um, you know, that's going to alleviate some pressure. But there's also the benefit of, you know, just staying connected with other people for those people that are maybe a little bit more social. It gets them out there. Um, you know, we I meet with a lot of people, too, that they work because they get some sort of discount at where they sure. work. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna I, do it I've got cli clients that, you know, work at places like Shields or Menards. And, you know, it's a if they didn't cap their 
earnings and what they could spend back in the store you know they'd be spending the ira money in the store yeah but um you know that's spend a gr- mine on coffee at quick trip when i retire <laughs> there you go i'm going to work there so i can get a discount that's Just nice so, yeah yeah i'm going to hand out them samples that's what you, i'm going to do you're going to get it for a quarter then instead of that's a buck that's what i'm doing <laughs> yeah but the coffee will be like five dollars for 12 ounces well, that's that time. why i'm gonna have yeah. to do it there you go <laughs> yeah. but yeah your point is very good luke about that working because it's one of those things that keeps you active and it also keeps you mindful of uh, being vibrant exactly yep it's more than just the money there's more to life than just the money there's the, there's other elements absolutely all right so we're talking in this uh situation uh, this uh, segment uh here with uh, your retirement about being uh, afraid to overspend in uh, you know don't worry about it if you've got the proper plan andy uh, maybe uh, you might want to look at if you don't have it maybe exploring uh, other different potential income solutions but we hope you don't have to do that really well i think having different income solutions is never a bad idea and especially if you're working with the financial professional that has a good working knowledge of a lot of different tools it's one thing if you just use the same tool over and over again. And, and you often find that, you know, when you are working and you're putting money into your 401k, it goes into your 401k, you've got the limited number of options there, but there's a whole world outside of those particular tools. And you have to make sure that you have someone that is looking at different strategies. How is that Roth gonna be used? How is that IRA or 401k gonna be used? Um, what vehicles are out there and what's gonna serve you the best? We always talk about the why. Why are we using these tools? What is it going to accomplish for your retirement? And if you understand what those tools are there to do, then it makes it a lot easier to figure out what we're doing and why. So Sam and I are big, big why people and and feel like if, if you understand the why behind what is going on with your account, it makes it so much easier to say, yep, that makes sense or no, it doesn't. Um, so working with someone who really has a good working knowledge of a lot of different asset classes out there can make a big difference for your success in your retirement. Yeah, I think when you look at different uh, vehicles too, uh, annuities are there, you've got that growth yep. potential, you've got some other uh, guaranteed streams of income that can assuage some of your fears about running out of money. Absolutely. And and should. I mean, that's what those tools are there for. Annuities are all about not running out of money while you're living. And and I say that with a bit of a um, know which type of annuity that you're working with um, so that you cannot so that you understand what are the perils that are possible, what are the fees that are potentially there. Um, so just working, again, with someone who has a good working knowledge. Do you have a pension? Is that something that is available to you? I know that's dying out and not being something that's used often, but um, annuities are a strategy. Uh, tip, if you are looking at a max-funded life insurance policy or a hybrid policy, there's some strategies there that can be used. Your Social Security, um, Luke talked about Social Security, Sam talked about Social Security earlier, um, how that kind of all correlates together to make sure that you have what you need to fit for your expenses. And then just a general working knowledge of taxes and where that's gonna come into play and how that's gonna hammer out against your income sources. Do you need to strategize before turning 65 if you're retiring? What's healthcare going to cost you? Because you're going to have to go to the marketplace for that. So again, just there's so many pieces of the retirement puzzle that you really want to make sure that you are working with somebody who who specializes in retirement. It is so different than the growth and accumulation world. There's so many little integral puzzles that go into this one giant puzzle. Absolutely. All right. So you can expand on that, Luke. Uh, as Andy just mentioned, partnering with a professional is so vital because uh, you come up with ideas that, that uh, people can take advantage of. 
Absolutely. You know, figuring out how to spend retirement savings can be complicated for people. And it's not just a, you know, pick away at, you know, this little piece or that little piece. You know, having a financial professional in your corner that's your advocate can help to determine you know what the optimal way to de-accumulate this wealth is you have spent so much time accumulating adding money but now we're going to flip this switch over and you're going to start de-accumulating because you're going to be making some withdrawals in some cases you're going to be forced to take those withdrawals out so a financial professional can also really help you know provide a reality check because sometimes um you know, maybe you need to spend more. And I think the fear for a lot of people is that, well, if I do a budget, if I do that lifestyle spending plan, well, the advisor's just going to sit there and, you know, screw the nail to the board to me and make me, you know, restrict my spending. In the most cases, Sam, um, I'd say more times than not, we help people spend the money that they've made because they have a hard time actually taking the money out psychologically. You know, we've spent so many years surrounding ourselves with people that are retired. I mean, that's right. all we do. It's, right. We're so focused on that. I think when you're picking out a financial professional to help you with retirement, um, you know, it's, it's like anything else. You, if you're trying to build a house, you don't go to somebody that, you know, that does whatever, condos or that, yeah, you you want somebody specific to that task. Right. Um, so we spend all of our time preparing people for and then walking people through retirement so it's all we do we're very very good at it there's nobody in the valley anywhere that can even touch us for our level of knowledge uh for our level of depth of knowledge uh for how good we are Mm -hmm. at working retirement because it's all we do the quarterback doesn't do you know both the he doesn't he doesn't give himself the ball and throw the ball like there's somebody for every position you don't see the quarterback going out on the field on the weekends and kicking field goals right specific person for a specific task it's no difference in this industry folks you have to have a specific financial professional for a specific task and we are the only ones that you would want to look at for your retirement needs absolutely and so you basically are Aaron Rodgers you own this like they own the Chicago Bears right well, yeah, de- depending upon whether you're liking Aaron Rodgers that weekend. We're the, the one thing about football fans, you know that I'm not a huge follower of professional sports, but the one thing I've noticed about anyone that follows sports professionally, they're extraordinarily fickle. They can go That's from right. loving someone one weekend <laughs> right. to hating someone the next. The one thing that we have over Aaron Rodgers, yes, we're as good at our position as he is. However, we don't go through this love-hate thing with our clients. There you <laughs> go. Well, that's right. Well, of course, he made that statement last week where uh, they beat the Bears again and we own you i think he's something like 25 and 5 but uh, you guys uh, do a tremendous job for our listeners and let me just say that a dual financial strategies once again uh it is a retirement lifestyle review that you will uh, covet uh, when you come in and have that no cost no obligation review uh, with sam or andy or luke and uh, again it's 866-203-7486 866-203-7486 is the way to reach them to make that appointment uh, to get that retirement lifestyle review and uh, also a copy of sam's book purpose determines placement that is so important so we've covered a lot of different things in the first three segments and i guess it's question and answer time right sam coming up next it is indeed and everyone has been busy this week sending us lots of questions so when we'll come back we'll dig in
We are back here with our final segment of Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton. I'll have a special little uh, message for you uh, hockey fans. I know there's a lot of people that uh, follow the National Hockey League and uh, also college hockey, and the greatest player in the game of hockey was Gordie Howe. And I'll have something uh, after the question and answer segment here uh, by Sam Duell, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel, who are in studio with us once again with Your Retirement. And I guess it's time to uh, answer some of those questions uh, that we've had from listeners. Sam, so we're going to start with you, and I guess you're ready to go. I guess Andy's ready to go, and so is Luke, right? We uh, we are all set. Ready, yep. like ready. <laughs> all righty, so let's go to Green Bay. George is there with uh, a question. He says, I'm going to be turning 68 years old in January, and I'm currently employed and putting in about $20,000 a year into my 401k. Now, this is the maximum that my current situation will allow, and I plan on working till the age of 70. And I'm considering uh, collecting my Social Security when I turn 68. And I'm estimating that's going to give me about $3,100 a month. And I'm going to uh, use it to max out my 401k contributions of 26000 put the maximum deposit into my Roth IRA, and then the remainder into a savings account. Would this be sensible? Well, he's thinking at least a little bit, Sam. What do you think? I'm kind of hoping that he'll come in for an interview. All right. Really. Yeah. George would like to come in and talk. I uh, I got a place for you, George. If you want, if you want to keep working, because what you're talking about doing there makes perfect sense. It is it's a tremendously efficient use of the money. It's a tremendous maximization of the benefits that you have available to you. Uh, everything that you're talking about there is spot on. I I, I love the way that you're thinking this through. Uh, that you're thinking ahead. Uh, I would guess that uh, if we get the opportunity to meet, my gut guess would tell me you probably don't need to be saving that type of money because I bet you're already set up for retirement. But being efficient, being productive is just a part of your psyche. It's a part of your DNA. George, you're, you're not unlike many, many other listeners that come in to see us where we find that they've already thought this through to a great degree. They're just looking for a firm to dot the I's and cross the T's for them. But absolutely, George, it's sensible. Uh, I love the way you're thinking. And yeah, when you come in, let me know if you want a little little more part-time stuff on the side. <laughs> it's uh, absolutely terrific. All right, Andy, I know uh, you've got to run, but you're going to answer this question first uh, from Steve in Appleton. Uh, he says, starting in 2010, my spouse has a, acquired four separate 401k plans from employers in three states. Uh, now, is this possible to combine? Can I combine all of these 401ks into one? Well, you can, and you should um, to get them consolidated so you're not trying to keep track of four different accounts. If they're if they're all traditional 401k IRAs, then you would go to a straight IRA. If there's some money that are inside them that may be a Roth, then you'd have to open two separate individual accounts, one for a Roth and one for a traditional. But yeah, then you can combine the monies and make it a whole lot easier on yourselves. All right. Very good. Succinct answer there. Let's go to Gene in Black Creek now. Uh, Luke, uh, what do you think about this one? Uh, he wants to know what my options are if I lock into a variable annuity contract. I'm 67, plan to retire next year. I've had the annuity for just over 10 years. Uh, what do you think? Uh-oh. Yeah, so it, it looks, Gene, like you know you've been locked into this variable annuity already. You know you've you've spent some time in it. Um, the the first thing you need to know is how long was the initial contract. So annuities will come with a time period where that you agree to a certain time period. Um, sometimes that's seven years, sometimes that's ten years, and in rare cases it could be a little bit longer. But assuming your 
out of contract, you're no longer obligated to stay with that company. You really have three major options. You can keep it, you can spend it, or you can move it or slide it over into an another account just like the one you have. And at age 67 years old, you know, you might be transitioning into a little bit of a new season. Uh, you're not really talking about your goals here, but again, like the title of Sam's book, Purpose Determines Place- Placement, the purpose of this money is largely going dis- to determine what you're going to ultimately do with it. You know, are you looking to have some income, some guaranteed income every month? Um, what's your appetite for risk now? Uh, we find a lot of people as they get closer to that, you know, in retirement time period, they start to say, hey, I'd like to dial some of this risk back a little bit. And you may have seen some time periods with that variable annuity where you've seen some swings in the down the downside. So there's other tools available. There's other things to consider. But really, you've got the keep it, spend it, move it option um, to to uh, at your disposal. All right, very good. Now, Luke, we're going to give you another one here, uh, and it comes from Swamico, and Neil is there. Uh, he says, how do I donate stock gains to my IRS-approved nonprofit charity, and what tax reduction advantage does that offer? Now, I've got gains of about $100,000 long-term profits on a stock, and I'm in the 28% tax bracket. What advantages uh, do I have by donating? Well, Neil, you're asking a very sophisticated question here. So just like George earlier, um, you're asking the right things to make sure that you're you're refining and making sure your I's are dotted, T's crossed. But when you're talking about long-term profits inside of an account, just for other listeners as well, we're talking about a non-IRA here, right? Because an IRA, if that $100,000 growth was inside of an IRA, then there's no taxes until the money's pulled out. But with this non-IRA, the the benefits are are significant for making a donation to a charity directly. Um, another name for this or term for this that, that we see is called a donor advised funds. So by giving, say, you know, up to the 100,000, you wouldn't have to give the whole gain, but whatever amount is given to the charity, you're not paying long-term capital gains on that. So if you've held this for more than a year, you're essentially not paying 15 to 20 percent depending on ultimately what your where your income falls and you're also receiving a tax deduction for the amount so if you're contributing fifty thousand dollars to the charity then you're going to reduce your other income down by fifty thousand dollars so there's significant benefits to donating this money to a charity for these highly appreciated assets that um, otherwise you'd be sub- subject to some some capital gains exposure on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Have you, have you come up, uh, Luke, with a lot of people that have done that? Uh, I mean, that seems like a very unique situation and a very good one, but uh, right? I mean... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this along with, you know, like a qualified charitable donation mm-hmm. where people will donate a portion or all of their required distribution so right. that those don't become taxable. Yeah. Those are common tax strategies because if you're donating the money to a charity anyway, but you're using money that, you know, would be coming from your paycheck by doing it direct and just kind of shifting and making a little tweak on where it's coming from can save you thousands of dollars in taxes. All right. That's a strategy you might think about in the future if you get into that situation with RMDs. All right, Sam, you've got the last question here, and it comes from Lyle and Nina. 
who says, I've got an old IRA with about 10 stocks in it that's worth about $5,000. Can I use that to partially fund my 2021 Roth IRA contribution of $7,000? I'm uh, 53 years old. I plan to retire in 10 years, and my wife and I have a combined annual income of just over $100,000. Are there tax consequences or penalties here? I've left it alone for years to avoid paying taxes on selling shares. So a lot to uh, unfold here. Yeah, yeah, there's several working parts here. And I just, what I what I want to do is just kind of break it down uh, and, and hit it piece by piece. So the first question on the old IRAs, can you use that to, to partially fund your Roth IRA contribution of 7,000? No, you're not going to be funding from that, Lyle. You could do a conversion. So you could take that $5,000 worth of, Roth, of, of regular IRAs and you could convert that to a Roth. Now that has no bearing or no effect on your contribution. Your contribution is something totally separate. So your contribution is coming out of money that you've already saved. It's money that you already have in your possession. And then you make a deposit into that Roth IRA. What you're talking about here using that money is going to be a conversion. So you would simply change its classification from a regular IRA over to a Roth IRA. If you like those stocks, you could even do what's called an in-kind conversion, where you simply reclassify the titling of it. Now, you are going to be taxed on the full value of it. So if it's worth $5,000, you are going to have $5,000 in IRA conversion, taxed as ordinary income, on your tax return. You said that you've been holding off doing anything with this for years because of the tax consequences. One thing to remember, Lyle, for you and everyone else, is that there is no such thing inside of an IRA of losses or gains on those holdings that you've got. There's there's one exception, a thing called net unrealized appreciation that can happen with company 401k plans, but that is so that is so unusual and different that the vast majority of people never experience that. But if you bought stocks inside of your IRA and you spent $5,000 on them, and then you turn around and you sell them for $3,000, you get taxed on $3,000 and you don't get to take a $2,000 deduction on your tax return. On the other side of the coin, if you bought them for $5,000 and you sell them later for $10,000, you're just taxed on $10,000. There is no such thing as a loss or a gain inside of an IRA for tax purposes. So yes, you could convert that into a Roth IRA. No, it doesn't have any bearing upon uh, your contribution amounts for next year. And yes, there will be a tax consequence because you have to pay taxes on any of that converted money. All right. Very good, Sam. Now, if you'll oblige me here, I've got a little something here that I know uh, that Sam has allowed me to do uh, for this week only because our uh, good friend, the late Gordy Howe, uh, one of the greatest players in National Hockey League history, his family, uh, of course, had a foundation that was put together by uh, both Gordy and Colleen before they passed, and they're doing an auction of prints and memorabilia of his tremendous career. Remember, he played 26 years in the National Hockey League and several years in the World Hockey Association, and uh, there's a website I'm going to give you here. It benefits the Howe Foundation for giving to worthy charities around the country. Once again, it's GordyHowNFT.com. This is going to be a six-day auction. So G-O-R-D-I-E is how you spell Gordy. Gordy 
Gordy Howe NFT, all one uh, uh, entity.com to get uh, a look at some of the auction items and to bid on some of these auctions for the Howe Foundation. And when you talk about saving for retirement and doing the right things, because it is your retirement, it's all about uh, retiring uh, with um, uh, wonderful, wonderful help of uh, over 20 years of experience from Sam, Andy, and Luke. Your retirement lifestyle review will come to you at no cost, no obligation when you make that phone call to 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And Sam has the book, Purpose Determines Placement, and he'll give you a copy of that too when you make that appointment because they know what they're doing in the Fox Valley for your retirement. Sam, your final comments. Uh, thanks everybody for joining us this weekend. Uh, love to see you here in the near future and let's get your eyes dotted and T's crossed. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.